This podcast is produced by EnergeticCity.ca, your only local and independent news in Northeast BC. To support local news and this podcast, go to EnergeticCity.ca slash join to find out more. Now, an in-depth look at the news and information shaping our community. This is Moose Talks with your host, Doug Craig on Moose FM. Good morning and welcome to the show. My mic's a little hot. My apologies for that. Uh, A little later on, we're going to be sitting down with Lisa Jewell, a local social worker. You probably recognize the name, who has founded a new nonprofit called the Wellness Truth and Families Foundation. Charity is aiming to help people who have moved past crisis in their lives, but who also need a bit of a hand in healing and support as they rebuild. But our first guest is gearing up for another challenging year playing opposition to the Liberals in the House of Commons to chat about some of the challenges and concerns that he and the Conservative Party of Canada are looking the government or rather looking to the government to address. We're joined now by Prince George Peace River Northern Rockies MP Bob Zimmer. Bob, welcome back to Moose Talks. Good to be back, Dub. Always Happy a mouthful to get your whole uh, title in there. <laughs> Happy New Year to you too. Let's start with this um uh, the uh, petition you helped yes. uh, start kind of before uh, Christmas there with a Dawson Creek resident, all about, I guess, demanding that the government look at what's happening in Northeast BC yeah. in terms of crime and, and do something about it. Tell yeah. me a bit about that. Well, that, and that was the idea was to work with Kaylee Lindbergh. She's a, a great person from Dawson Creek, um, you know, and had the situation where they had some shots fired and gunshots in Dawson Creek, for goodness sake, you know, what, yeah. whatever happened to, you know, living in rural BC being a peaceful place to live, but now uh, crime has come to Dawson and Fort St. John and other parts of, of the region. Uh, and so it was just to uh, bring those interests through a petition t- back to Ottawa so we can say, hey, look, you know, it isn't just a, a big city problem. Yeah. Uh, the problems affecting Toronto and Vancouver are now affecting us in, in these rural and remote areas, and it's all around decriminalization of hard drugs. That's where we, we've even heard from the RCMP. That's where that's where the hockey stick graph started going up was around that decriminalization. So, uh, no, this is just an effort to bring awareness to it, uh, to give, uh, p- uh, locals a voice, mm-hmm. uh, to voice their opinion on it and, uh, have those voices heard in Ottawa. Now, why was it important for you to be a part of this? And I only ask because I know it's part of your job as the MP, mm-hmm. you stand up in the house, you speak, you say, Hey, government of Canada, this is going on in, you know, Peace River in Dawson Creek and Fort St. John. Yeah. Why did you say, I, I think we should have this other tool and I should have my name sort of backing this other tool to get the government take notice of what's happening? Yeah, yeah well, I think it's, uh, you know, I've heard the concerns for several years now. It was, uh, it started a group in Dawson Creek had had some similar situations. Um, they started a group to really kind of try and tackle that crime themselves because they just saw it wasn't getting addressed, mm-hmm. uh, you know, in, in the normal uh, way it used to be addressed. And you t- you're talking about the citizens on patrol groups? Yeah, 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 like that. Yeah, and there's other ones around. Uh, but it was really, okay, I hear you. Uh, I want to do something too. We're in opposition. We're limited what we can do. We often criticize the government with these policies, that, how they're affecting real Canadians in their lives. Mm-hmm. Uh, but we needed a voice from from Prince George Peace River uh, Northern Rockies to Ottawa. We needed yeah. it from us to them to really highlight those issues again, because you know they're just not reversing. Whether it's the you know the so-called I call it unsafe supply that's not stopping. Uh, some of these you know uh, facilities that they're opening are coming anyway, even though despite local opposition. 
the government is rolling these forward anyway as is mm-hmm. uh sort of detrimental as to the community as they are uh so anyway we needed our voice brought to auto and that's why we're doing it yeah i mean i i suppose I'm going to guess, and, and tell me if I'm wrong, that if uh, the Conservatives were to form government uh, in the next election, decriminalization would be one of the things that you'd go, ah, we're, we're going to stop this, right? My question is, is where where do you strike the balance, you, yeah. Pierre Polyever, the Conservative Party, and we want to stop this crime happening, or certainly limit it and stop more of it from happening, mm-hmm. but also make sure that people who are addicts who have these problems in life are, are not just being thrown in right. jail and then getting out and they never actually right. get any better. Well, a big part of what the province was supposed to do around this decriminalization, the federal government too, there's other pillars that were supposed to be provided and recovery was supposed to be one of those pillars, but where is it? You mm-hmm. know, um, you, you just need to go uh, two hours to the east to see Alberta, who's had a, a treatment uh, program that's established. So you walk through the doors of a hospital or, or healthcare facility and you say, hey, look, I need help. You're not taken in in six months or six weeks. It's yeah. immediately. Uh, and it's all a plan that was built by a good friend of mine, Marshall Smith. He's actually from BC. I, I know him from Prince George. Built this plan. He said, in the, he's a former addict himself and said, the only way you're going to help people that are hooked on drugs is to help them recover. Mm-hmm. And uh, all you need to do is go to East Side Vancouver to see somebody sustained in their addiction isn't, I think, the solution. Uh, we're seeing people just die of their addictions and die on the streets. Uh, recovery is the, the answer, and that's what uh, we and Pierre Polyev uh, support as recovery programs across Canada. Mm-hmm. Is then the, the play would be, or even if while you're in opposition, pushing the government to say, hold the provinces accountable, make sure that they're making sure that there's recovery programs in place and more funding. Absolutely. Is it that you also want to maybe help the provinces fund that? Yeah. Is that sort yeah. Of- well, well, I, I said it. I just uh, met with Prince George uh, Mayor and Council uh, this week. And I said, you know, uh, one thing that we, we might disagree on the ways we help people, but we all care about people, whether you're a conservative or you're, you're liberal. We all care about the individual. It's just how do we help them get better is, I think, the debate. Uh, you know, liberals is decriminalization with, with conservatives, it's, about, it's more about recovery. So mm-hmm. we see at the end of the day, if, if somebody's recovered, they're healthy, they're happy, they're back with their families, and that's what we're after. Yeah. One final thing on this, Bob. Um, I think generally the response uh, from the RCMP, both in Fort St. John and kind of what I've heard from Dawson Creek is, crime in general is not on the rise, but this is sort of violent maybe even gang-related crime, if we want to call that, is is definitely. Mm-hmm. But they're also saying we're, we're handling it. Now, I don't expect you to bash the RCMP, but do mm-hmm. you think that's another tool that needs to be leveraged more is how do we get it so that however it's done, the RCMP has yeah. more power, more resources to stop these sort of criminal yeah. elements that are causing most of what we're seeing and flaring up on social media with gunshots, car chases, these sorts of Absolutely. things. Absolutely. I think we as a community, I'll make it abundantly clear, we need to support our local RCMP and the officers that they sign up to do a job to bring justice uh, to society and keep us safe. Uh, but though to say that the the crime rates have dropped, I think it's just, uh, you know, I'm a person that lives in Fort St. John too. Yeah. And and what, what used to be something you would call up, maybe it's a stolen bike or something else, people just don't bother anymore because they know they're not going to 
we know that they're busy doing, uh, you know, other tasks. So, mm-hmm. and the paperwork that's involved is, is really, uh, you know, uh, insurmountable at times. It, it's just crazy. But so I would say it's more the fact that people have just said, look, you know, uh, we might not phone in where we normally would have. So I don't, I don't see, I don't think people feel safer today. Let me put it that way. Yeah. Um, and especially if you're in the inner cities and big cities, well, I guess in, in our local communities too, even with uh, illegal firearms and criminals using them uh, to kill our kids, right? Uh, people don't feel safe, and we need to do what we can so they so Canadians can feel safe once again. Mm-hmm. All right, Bob, uh, let's talk about uh, inflation. Sure. <laughs> Another thing that's happening uh, right now that uh, you know seems to be out of control let's be mm. honest right prices of everything are going up food especially we seem to talk about a lot yeah. housing for low-income people and seniors is getting out of control there isn't enough rent yeah. is going up um how do you expect the government and or the conservative party to handle that should you form government yeah. what, what what what's that of the strategy on dealing with well, that situation i think we need to get uh, government spending in order i mean that's really what i see is the crux of inflation what's happening in canada we see a government that just keeps spending money mm-hmm. um you know it's it's one thing to to see a government you know when there's a you know, decline in maybe the economy or something, government steps up, spends a bit of money, gets some infrastructure built, build, you know, building projects like like a, a piece of a bridge or something yeah, like yeah. that. But what we're seeing is this, uh, you know, record spending, but we're not seeing these projects get done. So we're all kind of looking around thinking, okay, well, where's the money going then? Mm-hmm. And then we see some of the waste. And uh, we've highlighted some of that with the Arrive Can for $54 million. I did a video with a guy named uh, MP Damien Keurig just about how much the passport up uh, date cost. Yeah, you know the total with with the program it was four hundred and forty five million dollars. Like things that just uh, just you know head scratchers would be a mild way to put it. So the government spending has to be brought back into into uh, order and spend on things that that really matter to Canadians. And I think that's where it all starts. Um, you know it's we've all heard the analogies you know the reason why interest rates go up is to kind of reduce spending to sort of push down inflation but when the government is printing money like crazy it's it's kind of that reverse effect that it's having on it so meanwhile the the bank of canada is trying to say okay we need to tamp down inflation you have a government that's got their foot on the gas pedal so no, I think uh, Pierre Polyev's made it very clear. Uh, we're gonna we have to get our, our house in order first. Mm-hmm. Is, uh, is the government of Canada, and he's uh, made a lot of policies and talked about a lot of ways that we're gonna do that. I see. Okay. Um, I guess the same with the housing problem. I mean, this is this is sort of a similar issue, right? Even after you get government spending out of control, I mean, mm-hmm. I think that's still gonna be. Uh, something I, I I believe Pierre Polyev has talked about this specifically, kind of mm-hmm. housing and, and how that's good. So, you know, tackling that, the price of food, local farmers, that sort of thing, is this all things that the Conservatives want to, the government to see, maybe even subsidies, dare I say, more government spending to, to help keep food prices low so that everybody can afford to eat? Yeah, well, uh, if you're talking, just speaking about the housing issue, uh, use an example. I used to build houses here in town. I was a commercial carpenter, but did houses myself. And a simple, we used to go in with a plan on Monday, and we'd get a permit by Wednesday, maybe Friday if it took a little bit too long. Yeah. And we're seeing places like Toronto, these bigger cities, take years to get those same permits and, and the costs. 
Uh, I think it, uh, Pierre had said the cost alone just to get a permit was uh, per house per unit was about 1.6 million. Yeah, and it was uh, I think 500,000 in uh, Toronto, something like that. So what he said is, look, we're going to cause some pressure to come on these municipalities that have a whole bunch of red tape that are are slowing housing starts from happening. And uh, we're just going to cause some pressure and make them uh, speed things up a bit, which is, I think, a great thing. Um, but but that's it's a reality because it's just driving up the costs yeah. uh, for everybody. Mm-hmm. Uh, food's a different issue, and that's, I think, more related to inflation than anything. And uh, what we're seeing too, even with you know, uh, you know, I don't, I don't think anybody minds a grocery store making money that it needs to make for its uh, shareholders and stuff like that. But uh, I think what we're seeing is uh, these costs just go, uh, just you know, I'll use maybe the north as an example of my as my reference. You know, if somebody watches my videos on, uh, you know in the north what groceries cost like a, a medium-sized box of cheerios was 17 dollars, and um you know box of box of uh craft dinner that we can buy here for a couple of bucks up there is about you know four to five dollars yeah. a box right bob you're talking like yellow knife or a calliot yeah, yeah 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 in, in cambridge bay and places like that so yeah. uh, all places that if uh, you know, I got one heating bill from a local in Yellowknife. This is in October. His heating bill was $1,400 per month oh then when it was a mild month. Yeah. And he just sent me another bill. And he said, well, we're at $1,700 to fill up now, of which about $180 of that's carbon tax. And he said, that probably won't last me till the end of the month. Mm-hmm. And so, and then you add in higher food costs. And and then and then some of the plans that uh, Minister Gibo and Prime Minister have about you're going to you're going to electrify you can do all this well uh, folks up there just can't buy a heat pump and it work all the way through the winter yeah. uh, they'll freeze they stop working at minus 30 so anyway some of these things we we have to be more practical have some more common sense around and uh, I think we we need to do what we can so people can can stay warm and and be fed uh, in Canada. I yeah. mean, we we have abundant resources in our country. We just need a government that needs to understand developing them is a good thing for our country. Yeah. All right, Bob. Well, we already only have a minute left, so yeah, I'll have to Goes skip by ahead. fast. Yeah. Right. right? Uh, this year, what do you think you're kind of most um, looking forward to? Whether it's your work in the house and, and constituency yeah. work, just kind of in general, the year ahead. What what are you looking forward to? Yeah, I guess, uh, you know, we're doing a lot of good things in the north. My portfolio is uh, Northern Affairs, Arctic Sovereignty, Northern yeah. Economic Development, doing more on there, getting up there more. Uh, locally, though, you just just making sure that the resource sector keeps on humming along. We see some some promise there. We, we see LNG Canada's uh, about to come on stream where they start shipping natural gas to the world. Great thing. We see other plants that are in the queue, ready to go. Uh, so our, our local economy looks good, and... Uh, but, but, you know, it, if we don't stay ahead of things, uh, th- things can get worse. Right. Yeah. Uh, so I think it's just for us, we just need to be on top of the issues and make sure the government, uh, doesn't forget about Prince George, Peace River, Northern Rockies. Right. And, uh, and the petition I think is a nice way to finish this is just to highlight, uh, you know, this isn't acceptable. We don't accept that these, uh, these crimes are happening in our local communities and we need to fight back.
Absolutely. If you want to sign the petition, I believe you can find it on your website. Absolutely. Uh, we did a story about it over at energeticcity.ca as well, if you'd like. Bob, thank you as always for your time today. I appreciate it. Thanks, Doug. Appreciate the time. You're very welcome. That's Bob Zimmer, MP for Prince George, Peace River, Northern Rockies here on Moose FM. We'll be right back to talk to Lisa Jewell right after this on Moose Talks. Welcome back to the program. Thank you, Trey. <laughs> trying to keep me off the camera there. I'm Dub Craig. Uh, now we're here to talk a little bit about a brand new nonprofit that is coming to town. The idea behind it in general is to provide resources to women and, and I suppose other people in crisis after the crisis has sort of immediately passed. And it's a, I guess, a hole in the support system that uh, this person has identified. So I'm very happy to welcome back to Moose Talks. It's been a while. Lisa Jewell is here. Lisa, good morning. Good morning, Dove. How are you? I'm very well. Thank you very much for being here today. Thanks for having me. You're very welcome. I, I would have to ask you, you got to talk right into that mic so we could hear you. <laughs> there you go. Uh, tell us a bit about the Wellness, Truth, and Families Foundation that you've uh, founded. And I think you said you're, you've got your, or just about to get your charitable status, I suppose, or nonprofit yeah. status. So we got the nonprofit status already. Yeah. Uh, Wellness, Truth, and Family Foundation is basically the values on what we're focusing on. Um, we're looking to provide services that are either extremely hard to get, extremely expensive, uh, not really available mm -hmm. in our community to the people that need it. So it's not a frontline crisis organization. The idea is for deeper healing and community creating yeah yeah so for example we're having our auction today at three o'clock everybody you gotta check that out like seriously there's some seriously awesome stuff <laughs> on there <laughs> we'll talk about that at the end too yeah um but we're gonna be having group support we're actually already doing a self-discovery self-love class and the women that are coming to it you can already see their self-confidence and their self-worth and the ability to even accept a compliment yeah. is rising. Mm -hmm. And it's a hard thing to learn after you've been through trauma. Mm -hmm. Who you are? Who are you? Mm -hmm. Who's looking back in the mirror at you? Do you know that person? Probably not. Mm -hmm. So yeah. rebuilding that personality, relearning the skills that you've lost. Um, I've seen a lot of skills that have been lost. Yeah. We've lost a lot of people in our community over the last couple of years during many different crises that we have going on. And I was hoping to work on something where we can bridge some of the gaps that we're missing. So the groups support, one-on-one -on -one counseling support, and it's going to be something that's a little bit different mm -hmm. and probably small scale to start. Yeah. But I think it's needed mm -hmm. and going to be widely accepted in the community. Yeah, I think uh, in the post on the Facebook page yeah, for this, you kind of explained this. You said, you know, frontline sort of crisis, um, you know, nonprofits like the Women's Resource Society, even the Salvation Army. They're helping you right when the thing's happening. If right. you're in an abusive relationship, you're trying to escape. Here, we'll help you with this. You got this or that. But then after that. As you say, how do you heal from that? Right. How do you build your community back when your community was this person in your life and, and, and you don't have that anymore? Right. That that was not something that these 
places are able to provide. That they can't. Yeah. They're busy. Yeah. Okay. Both Women's Resource and Salvation Army are good at what they do. Mm-hmm. They do the crisis work. They're great at it. Keep doing it. This isn't to take away from them at all. If anything, no. it's to uh, be complementary to what they're doing mm-hmm. so that we can add resources and have somewhere for these other a- agencies to say, hey, maybe you need to go over to Wellness Truth and jump in on some of the learning groups. Are mm-hmm. uh, um, the purpose of working with some of the families is so that we can incorporate, say, the teen nights. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not going to be a nine to five free for all open organization because it's going to be people that are signed up in groups doing things. Mm-hmm. So registration for the programs is going to be necessary, but it's all free. Mm-hmm. Now, is this like, are you going to have like a physical place you go to? Like, this is the wellness truth. Or or is it like you sign up for the stuff online? We're going to meet here. Like, you, you're, I guess my question is before you have a building, if you don't have one, are you sort of cobbling together? We'll meet at the library or this or that kind of thing. Sort of what we're doing right now. Yeah. Um, we're using the basement of the Eastern Star Chapter 91 Elkan oh, here yeah, in okay. Fort St. John. Mm-hmm. And uh, we're using that for group right now. Uh, we've done a, some Zooms. We've done some one-on-one stuff. Trying to get things ready to go at the same time. So our board is all registered and ready to go. And we have some brilliant minds mm-hmm. on the board. I'm super excited. And they are too. They're coming together and they're working together. And... It's a really healthy group. Mm-hmm. So I'm really excited for that, too. Um, if I remember right, Lisa, you're a social worker. Uh, yeah. So is there other sort of profession, either social workers or professions sort of like that, uh, that people that are already, you know, saying, I can volunteer my time to help you out, this sort of thing? Or is there, is part of this going to be, well, you need to speak to somebody like this. Let's Let's also get you transferred over there. Or are you trying to kind of do it? Kind of all within, you know, the community without. No one can I'm do blanking it all. on the word, but go, go ahead. No one can do it all. Yeah. Um, it doesn't matter what agency you're working in. You're going to have to make referrals. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Advocacy is going to be a big part of it. We were talking about having volunteers being able to advocate with some of our families post-trauma mm-hmm. with the medical system yeah. so that they can take one of the volunteers that have gone through X training. These are the questions you should help them ask and help them understand what their life is going to be like while they're going to the doctor. And it helps the doctors too, because then the information that the doctors are trying to get across to the clients are, you can sort of middle it. Yeah. Um, and I, I suppose vice versa. They know what the doctor is right. going to need to make this happen. Yeah. So it's, yeah, I've got quite a few people that have volunteered for that and for the teen nights and for the women's groups just saying, hey, like, how can I get involved? Mm-hmm. Volunteers just seem to be there. We have quite a few signed up and they're very excited and enthusiastic. So wonderful. Yeah. Wonderful. Well, I'm glad to hear you're underway already. Of course, you need money to be able to keep anything going. So you've got a lot of different things you're kind of doing right now in terms of donations. The auction, the big one that uh, we've already talked about a bit, eh? That's today at 3 o'clock. You guys have probably seen me spamming Facebook. <laughs> um, <laughs> sorry, but 
trying to build up uh, anticipation yeah. and that competitive nature that we all know and love in Fritz and John. I'm so excited. Some of the things that are on there, we have the ultimate Valentine's Day date planned where multiple businesses have come together. We have a king size suite at Homes to Suites mm-hmm. with rose petals, wine, towels folded into little animals. <laughs> Apparently that's part of it. Love it's those. Kind of cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're, we have dinner for two at Mr. Mike's. Treats are being provided by Sam over at Baking Me Crazy. There's lots There's of great another items, one. Yeah. I'm trying to remember what, what else is in that one. Oh, the roses yeah. from uh, Flower Hut. So this is going to be like one big package yeah. that four agencies, four organizations came together and jumped in. Like, it's yeah. just so cool. Said, here's, here's what we can provide to help you auction off to make a little cash for your yeah. venture. Okay. Yeah. And people have been donating and... Also saying, hey, like, number 36 on your list, I'm gunning for it. I'm like, well, <laughs> 3 o'clock, I've been erasing bids all week. So if you have put a bid on anything and it has disappeared, I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> but they had to wait until 3 o'clock today. So it's going to go for 48 hours. Okay. Cut off. And then you can come get your stuff or we can meet you or whatever. We'll go from there. Wonderful. Do you have a, is there an, um, an amount you're hoping to raise? Like, is there a goal you've got that you've announced or? I would love to see five grand come out of the auction. Yeah. Okay. Um, that would help a lot. We need to rent a place. We still need insurance. Uh, we are incorporated and registered as a nonprofit. Now charity status will be done with the accountant this week. Mm-hmm. So I'm, I'm so excited for this, but terrified. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Well, uh, Lisa, I think uh, the auction's happening on the Facebook page. You've got Wellness, Truth, and Families Foundation that you established you earlier this month. So you can go there, follow them, uh, get in on the bidding that starts at 3 o'clock today. Is there other ways people can support you right now as well? Oh, yeah, just get in touch with us. Um, you can email at wellnesstruthandfamilies at gmail.com. You can get a hold of us through Facebook, Instagram. Mm -hmm. Also, we're having another fundraiser in February. On February 9th at Modern Garage, we're having a Cards Against Humanity competition. Nice. Um, So the idea of our future fundraisers is that we're going to be doing stuff in the community for all demographics that is an activity. Yeah. So like this one, okay, yes, it's in a bar and it's for adults. Mm Mm-hmm. And it's going to be so much fun. 50-50 raffles and um, door prizes and winning competitions. We actually have a secret surprise for the best hand of Cards (laughs) Against Humanity. And I'll be taking pictures of people who think they have the best. Mm -hmm. Put it up on the board. They get voted on by the end of the night. And who wins gets a super special prize. So we're pretty stoked for that. So get your tickets, eventbrite.ca. Awesome. I won't be able to read the winning hand on the radio, I'm sure. If you've played Cards Against Humanity, you know it can get pretty dark. But in the uh, summer, we're doing slip and slides and barbecues for the kids, too, There you go. So So family-friendly activities on the way. There's going to be family nights. There's going to be nights for adults. There's going to be trivia nights. There's going to be teen nights. There's going to be something for 
in the summer, I think uh, we have a fishing derby okay. planned. Lots of good ideas. So on the way. we want to do stuff where we're giving back to the community. That way, I don't, I don't want to just say I need money. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. like, hey, come make a donation. Do this. We'll have some fun. And go from there. <laughs> All right. Well, again, follow the wellness. Truth and Families Foundation on Facebook for more information. Get in on that bidding happening starting at 3 o'clock today and open for 48 hours. Lots of cool stuff to bid for in there. And you'll be supporting an excellent local nonprofit that is just starting up and is going to do great work for people in the community. Lisa, thanks for being here. We'll have to have you on again very soon to talk more about uh, how that went and uh, and how things are going for you. So thanks for making some time for us. Oh, thanks for having me. And thank you to the community. You guys are just awesome every time thanks lisa all right that's lisa jewel with the wellness truth and families foundation our thanks to our guests today bob zimmer and lisa jewel for joining us if you'd like to hear this episode again or if you'd like to hear an old episode of moose talks make sure you check out the energeticcity.ca podcast page you'll find old episodes of this show there along with episodes of secrets of the north our true crime podcast before the peace and uh, voices of the peace as well archived for your listening pleasure take some time to listen to some excellent locally produced podcasts today especially if you're sitting at your desk or got a bit of a journey ahead of you in the truck uh, at energeticcity.ca slash podcasts that's our show jordan prentice and trey lopashinsky are the producers of moose talks i'm dub craig be well Thanks for listening to this energeticcity.ca podcast. Energeticcity.ca is your only local and independent news in Northeast BC. To help keep us independent and to support this podcast, go to energeticcity.ca slash join.